Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. Pashao. Modern day philosophers. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Wasted Content, episode 42. I am Anthropos. I am Ozymandias. And for today's episode, we are going to be featuring a lineup of beautiful vintage Firestone Walker beers. Now, if you're familiar with Firestone Walker, you'll know that every once in a while, once a year, they will release a series of beers that come in a cardboard box. It's usually a 12-ounce bottle in a cardboard box. It's going to run you anywhere between $8 to $15, $20, depending on what kind of uh, beer it is and how long it's aged. And today, we're just going to be doing exclusively those. So to start off episode 42 from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, we're going to have the Old Manhattan. And this is vintage 2019. It is a bourbon barrel-aged cocktail-inspired blended ale. Do you want to try reading that again? How so? The cadence seemed a little off for some reason. Okay. It almost sounded like an old man hadn't. Well, it's spelled like that, actually. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, it's spelled um, old stupid. man. Yeah, Hatton. okay. That's the name of the beer. I thought it was old, old Manhattan. For sure. That yeah. makes sense because, uh, as we're going to find out, this is actually um, inspired by the Manhattan and also by the old fashioned. Apparently, an old man. <laughs> so let's get into this right here. I'm going to skip. What the fuck is a Haddon? I don't know what the fuck a Haddon is. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to skip the whole part that tells you, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just eh, do it just, right now. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Maybe we could just do it the one time. Our brewery began in 1996 when we delved into the rare art of fermenting beer in oak barrels. Ten years later, we took our barrel machinations to the next level by aging beer in vessels inherited from bourbon houses and other spirits producers. Ever since, the resulting beers have flown under the banner of the proprietor's vintage series, which has become one of the most extensive barrel-aged programs in the craft beer industry. Old Manhattan is a barrel-aged mashup of two classic drinks, the Old Fashioned and the Manhattan. The base beer of Old Manhattan is a blend of Velvet Merkin, Bravo, and Sticky Monkey aged in whiskey barrels. The twist comes from select lots of Parabola and Dorado that were aged in barrels previously used to mature cherry, orange, and aromatic bitters. So you'll recognize those as um, definitely staple ingredients for these two cocktails. The result is a barnstorming beer that exhibits pronounced whiskey notes while artfully expressing essences of both the Old Fashioned and the Manhattan cocktails. Enjoy Old Manhattan now or cellar in a cool, dark place between 45 degrees and 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Allow it to warm up in the glass when serving. I'm a big fan of old fashions. It is actually my favorite cocktail. Yeah, you're a fucking hipster. We get it. <laughs> Dude, I used to be fair, you were drinking them before it was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I was too. A good, good. Yeah. I'm actually going to tell a little story while we're drinking this after the pour about um about the transition that I saw in a great bar in downtown Los Angeles. Mm, I was there recently. You were? Not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I want to say. Okay. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Tony's? Tony's. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk about that after the pour. Uh, let's get this fucking going, man. Let's go with the first pour, Old Manhattan Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Here we go. All righty. So we got the first brew all poured out. You nice. already took a whiff of that yeah wow that smells <laughs> fucking amazing that's unlike any fucking beer i've ever fucking smelled man <laughs> this is nuts man all right so i'm picking up a very sharp citrus zest mm -hmm. and it's specifically orange yep and it's and it's bright and sharp it's like an orange bitters yes i'm getting bitters as well i'm mm -hmm. getting that on the nose definitely there's a lot of sweetness to this uh it's like a syrupy sweetness that i'm getting um from from the uh aroma um yeah just um orange uh a syrupy sweetness and bitters is what i'm getting on the nose it smells fucking delicious <laughs> it's incredible I i've never smelled a beer like it ever let's give this shit a go man let's do it cheers cheers Okay, first thing that hits my tongue is going to be bitters. Mm -hmm. I'm getting those aromatic bitters, and I, I feel like it's laying a, a very sturdy foundation for the beer. There's a light roastiness coming from it as well that follows the bitters, that bitter citrusy taste. Oh shit, dude! This is insane. I don't think I've ever had to break something down. I mean, this is just really complex. There's there's a lot of things happening in here, and um, I mean, just to be quite honest, I would say that there's a lot of good things and a lot of uh, things that aren't really hitting the mark for me. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, a really incredible experience. Um, so we're talking about being fans of of the old fashioned, right? Um, I've I've had me some good old fashions. I've had me some bad ones. And um, and this as a beer that's trying to imitate the cocktail, um, it, it it's hitting some of it, but it's missing the mark on a, on a few other things. I I think um, I think mainly where it's hitting the mark is the blend of base beers that they use for this, are, is already so complex that it gives you something to like kind of like a dig through already. And you kind of don't, I would say that you don't want that when you're trying to imitate a cocktail. You want those flavors to be um, exactly straightforward. And you don't really, I would say that you probably don't want people kind of like searching for flavors, trying to look for them. Um, but where it's working for me, bitters are fucking like just absolutely there. The citrus is there but not as zesty as on the aroma. It's kind of like leveled out and it's, it's rounded out. And I would have to guess that that's from the barrel, uh, barrel aging. Um, just an absolutely complex beer. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I'm going to say it's true to the old fashioned where it's just a citrus zest. 
Yeah. It's more of an aromatic thing when you're when you have the glass up to your nose. Absolutely. It's yeah. never really part of the drink itself. You're getting more bitters, more maraschino cherry. Right. Uh some bourbon. So I think it's true to that exactly where you're getting it on the nose, but not to taste. Um there's light sweetness here that I'm gonna say they're probably mixing in some vermouth here. Okay. Either sweet or dry or maybe a mixture of both, a 50-50 blend here. Because it does have does finish off a little bit dry, which is typical of a Manhattan. <clears throat> you have vermouth, you have your bourbon. So I can't say they missed anything here. Um, it doesn't feel like they mixed bourbon with it, but they mixed a bourbon ale. Right. Um, which is exactly what they're promising. It's a Manhattan style, uh, old fashioned style bourbon ale, not bourbon. Yeah, um, I, I kind of really wish that there was a little bit more bourbon in here, and uh, I feel like that's one of the, the like things that's holding me back. Right. Um, <clears throat> another thing, just to like mention it again, is the the base beer being so complex with how many things that they've mixed here. Yeah. I mean, you got Velvet Merkin in here, you got Sticky Monkey in here, you got Hell Dorado. You got Bravo. Um, actually, we're gonna be partaking with in some Bravo a little bit later this episode. So, um, all of the ones mentioned are also part of this barrel aged vintage series. Yeah. Um, and 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 I appreciate what they're doing, blending all of it, but I just feel like it's made it so complex that it's really kind of hard to, um, like kind of put a finger on this beer's base level taste. Okay. Um, I, I, we haven't even talked about looks. Uh, if you swirl this around a little bit, uh, the the head was was respectable. It was a like a like a light brown head. The beer itself is a bit of like um of like a reddish brown. Yeah, and the reddish that I'm seeing in here is like a tinge of like a cherry, or like a tinge of like yeah, it looks like cherry juice. Yeah, like Almost. definitely if you get a good bartender that's serving you a fucking old fashioned or a Manhattan. They're not just going to put the cherry in there. They're actually going to tip the glass over a little bit and then let a little bit of that syrup kind of, you know, pour into the, the glass. Just a few drops. Yep. Just a few drops. Just going to kiss the fucking bourbon a little bit. Yeah, I would say that in presentation, this thing is is getting a 10 for me in presentation. The color is gorgeous. It's it's a fucking beautiful beer to look at. Um, That that reddish brown is, is fucking captivating and it really does look like cherry and um yeah quite a goddamn experience here uh i think i'm ready to rate this what do you got for the old manhattan firestone walker 2019 i'm gonna give them an 8.5 this is hard to rate it is it really is i think they gave us a lot here there's a huge combination of a lot of different stuff um i think they may have missed the mark by trying to do a manhattan and an old-fashioned right which are two distinct different drinks correct um similar yes, ingredients both but. based in bourbon or some whiskey right but vermouth is very distinct in comparison to bitters correct yes so i feel like they both have the same base but it's the 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 other ingredients that make the drink. 
um here it's very complex we like you were saying you're kind of searching for what the base is yeah uh there's a little bit of bourbon there for sure there's a little bit of roastiness from a like a traditional stout um it's really hard to rate it's really hard to rate low because i think they overreached but it's also really great i'm i'm actually getting uh flashbacks of the ninkasi 20 remember that one mm -hmm. uh the ninkasi 20 was like um 25 like stout 25 percent this uh 10 ipa and it's just got so many things going on in it that it's so complex you can't pin it down it, it it evolves on your tongue for um like minutes it just keeps evolving and you keep finding new things before you rate it because you haven't given a number on it um there's one thing that i have left out on this and that is the fact that this thing comes in at a 9.6 abv as well and um and and i'm, I'm gonna have to bump mine up to a nine from an 8.5 just seeing as how um the abv is is uh, on par for something barrel aged that you would want and um while i am getting a little bit of like a burn from the spirit um i did not think that it was going to come in at a 9.6 right it almost feels like it's a six percenter uh yeah i'd give it anywhere between like a six to a seven percenter mm -hmm. it's really smooth yeah uh, i'm gonna go with the nine as well uh i'm happy with what they've done here i do feel they overreached a bit yep but they, it's a great presentation. It's a great aroma. It it's a great fucking tasting beer. It's unique. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, just carved out a little segment of the craft beer industry Definitely. in its own. Yeah. For sure. Um, one last thing for myself. Um, the barrel. Um, I can taste barrel as well. And uh, I very much appreciate that. It kind of rounds out towards the mid palate. And um, it, it's, it adds another layer of complexity to the beer. Um to an already complex beer so absolutely nine for me nine for me beautiful all right so uh let's talk about tony's man Ooh, tony's saloon that's right so uh. this bar you can find it on the west side of the seventh street bridge in downtown la and uh it just looks like one of your just classic dive bars um that's hipstered up a little bit and it was that even when we were uh, frequenting it back in those days. I want to say we were frequenting this maybe about what um, eight years ago, just about. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. How long ago <laughs> that is? Um, but time we is were, a motherfucker, isn't it? It absolutely is. God damn. Uh, so at the time, Tony's Saloon, you could walk in there, and you could sit down, and you can order an old fashioned, and you'd have the people sitting next to you. Just kind of giving you a nod of approval. Or just a look of wonder of what are you drinking? What are they crafting uh, there well, behind that bar? Those were the fucking newbies, man. Because I'll tell you my experience there. There was someone who asked me if I'd ever had an old-fashioned from Tony's. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and this motherfucker's just whipping up a fucking, uh, a fucking cocktail. Okay. And this motherfucker putting in work. Yeah. I've never seen a bartender craft a cocktail until I went to Tony's Saloon. Right. And and they asked me, you know, have you been here before? And no, I haven't. It's my first time. So you've never had the old fashioned here? No. Oh, fuck yeah. It's your first Tony's old fashioned. And there was other people that just kind of joined in and they were like, fuck yeah. And everybody was excited 
for a newcomer to try this. And I could see why they were excited. There was a gentleman um, fucking working diligently. Uh, you know, you've been poured cocktails plenty of times at a bar. It just kind of fucking, uh, yeah, here you go, fucking, uh, uh, fucking. Uh, yeah, here you go, pay uh, me. Yeah, exactly. A uh, fucking wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yep. And this wasn't that. This guy was fucking like massaging the orange and he was fucking like just like uh, sensually dripping the bitters over. There was a beautiful like squared. With the strong hand, right? And you could get like a spherical ice cube or a, a big block, a big square. Yeah, I remember that. And um, and then just the way that he peeled the fucking the 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 zest off of the fucking orange, and he squeezed it ever so gently over the drink, <laughs> it was it was perfect. It was beautiful, and 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 I was more than willing to pay the fucking eight or nine dollars that that cocktail was worth. Right, and um, it was worth every fucking goddamn cent of it. They give you an option. Do you want a fucking dry or do you want a fucking, uh, do, do you want a bourbon? Do you want a rye whiskey? And uh, it, it, no matter which way you went, it was a winner. Now, I really appreciate you clarifying the fact that we were doing this before it was cool. We were. <laughs> the reason I bring up people on looking at when you order uh, an old fashioned is because now you can get that any at any bar you go to and everyone knows what it is. It's no just shit. like, oh, you're a fucking hipster. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> no, asshole, I actually enjoy this. <laughs> I'm not making a face when I take my first sip. Yeah. Like, oh, Going, shit. Mm, bourbon is so good. <laughs> uh, dude, get the fuck out of here. Just drink your paps and sit down. No shit. Yeah, there was plenty of those people, too, there. Yep. <laughs> um... You have onlookers wondering what the fuck you're ordering and why the bartender is taking so long to craft one drink. Oh, for sure. You're an asshole for ordering that drink because drink, cause you're holding up the line. Of course, because <laughs> they want their fucking AMFs and fucking Long Island iced teas to get fucked up as fast as possible so they can fucking fuck some random girl they met there. Right. Um. So it was at the time before it became so fucking popular to drink uh, old fashions at bars tony's was a place that crafted them and was known for crafting old fashions to people who already drank old fashions right um not exactly. newly 21 year olds that have fucking those stupid little fucking fedora hats and a curly <laughs> mustache asking for an old fashioned because they wanted to feel vintage <laughs> <laughs> they had just finished watching Donald Ma Draper drinking his old fashioned Mad, Mad Men <laughs> and wanted to feel like fucking Don Draper sitting at a fucking bar. They wanted to feel like John Ham. John Ham, yeah. <laughs> uh, no shit, dude. Um, you know what's funny about that is uh, after I went there and then I went to my um, local water hole that was a shit hole, a shit stained fucking dive bar. With a bunch of fucking tombstones sitting there, you know the like, yeah, the ones that I used to, the ones that I used to drag you to and you hated. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, I remember going there and ordering a old fashioned, and the bartender looking at me like, "Dude, you're you're a piece of shit. You're, <laughs> you're fucking way in over your gourd, man. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm in way over my gourd if I'm trying to fucking make that shit." And, uh, you know, I was just like, we have well bourbon. Is that okay? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got Jack Daniels. Is that okay? <laughs> we got Maker's Mark. 
we don't have any bitters, but I can add a little bit of sweet and sour. (laughs) 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 Fucking A, dude. Um, For sure. Uh, We don't have bitters, but I could crush up like a fucking... uh, I could crush up a fucking... um, uh, Dude, what the fuck is that? Like pain pill that people like? Adderall? No, a pain pill. Pain pill. Come on. I'm lost. I know. I'm not into all that bullshit. Yeah. Ibuprofen? No, it's the stronger stuff. Mm. Not like, not morphine, but, um. Narco. <sighs> yeah, sure. Let's call it Norco. I think that like Norco is, um, like the. the ibuprofen and it's some like other based bullshit. off of this shit. I can't remember what the fuck it is. God damn it. Whatever. Um, the joke's gone. <laughs> um, either way. We should have just stuck with Adderall, dude. What the For fuck? For real. um dude jesus christ i remember going back to tony's bar a few months afterwards and i had missed it i had missed it i had just entered into something that i was quite enjoying that had just like that in the fucking blink of an eye been ruined by a culture (laughs) or a counterculture like i don't know what the fuck to call it is it a counterculture or is it a culture based on co- i don't fucking know dude i don't know but either way it was the people that wear those v for those guy fox masks <laughs> at bars. Uh, it was the fucking guys that were starting off with the goddamn fucking ponytails not the man but the man buns man buns it was those fuckers it was the guys that started out with the fucking beards it was <laughs> these motherfuckers with the fucking skinny jeans and the fucking penny loafers mm-hmm. with no socks on those motherfuckers uh, with the stinky ass feet Fucking Tom shoes. <laughs> Those <Tom's>. motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, and you could see the like... The ones th- you buy at Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> you could see like three inches of the ankles. Yep. Yeah, too much, bro. Either fucking your shoes got to get higher or your pants got to get lower, bro. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Or just wear socks. <laughs> fucking wear socks. I don't... I Dude, I do not want to know what the fuck your fucking feet smell like at the end of the day if you're wearing fucking leather. And then you're fucking no socks. I don't know. Either way, it'd been ruined. It'd been ruined a few months after I went back and I ordered an old fashioned and they brought a glass up to a fucking dispenser. Tap. A tap. Oh, no. And I was like, what the fuck is this? No. Where the fuck is the crafting? Where the fuck is the you making love to every single ingredient that I was happily paying for before? It wasn't manageable anywhere anymore logistically it was not manageable anymore because all of these fucking hipsters were ordering it and then obviously it's kind of holding up and there's only one fucking one or two bartenders they can't keep up with all of it so they have to fucking they they have to find a middle ground hire more bartenders (laughs) god damn it motherfuckers no no no. just make it in large batches because that's the way to improve a fucking uh any fucking product right just make it in large batches. No, it wasn't the same ever again. Everybody wants to be McDonald's, bro. For real. Everybody wants to fucking be McDonald's. You open up a little small mom and pop shop and everybody wants to be McDonald's. Instead of focusing on what the fuck they're doing, they want to find a way to fucking mass produce it. It's like, ah, dude, just focus on what you're fucking doing. It's obviously working. Exactly. Ah, oh, dude, I had the same experience over at Seventh Grand. It was at Seventh Grand. Is that what it's called? Masmalo. Um, I don't know. There's like a fucking. There's a bar over there. Yeah, Seventh and Grand. Is it Seventh Grand? It's 
called Seven Grand. Yeah. On Seventh and Grand. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Downtown LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard great things about their fucking old fashions too. I fucking get up there. I missed it. Yep. It was on a fucking tap as well. Yep. And it's um, it, it was just it it was just kind of a shit thing, because I couldn't get what I wanted anymore. What I wanted was for you to fucking work passionately, because that's exactly why you're here too. That's why you're standing behind the fucking bar because you liked that as well, bartender. <laughs> you enjoyed fucking putting effort into this, as opposed to just fucking putting a big fucking vat. And then swirling it around like a fucking witch brew. <laughs> That's not fucking bartending anymore. So it was a bit unfortunate. Uh, we saw the fucking, uh, we, we saw the, the departure of crafted cocktails yeah. due to hipsters. <sighs> Which is a little bit ironic, not in a hipster ironic sense, but okay. because that's what they were going there for as well. They wanted that vintage style handcrafted shit. Nice. And because there were so many people demanding it, they had to mass produce it. It's a nice, little nice. a little crazy to think. But fuck, dude. I don't know. They did fuck up that whole scene. Every bar became a hipster bar. <laughs> For sure. Any dive bar inherently became a hipster bar all of a sudden. Yep. And then you had these fucking like, um, you know, 50, 60 year olds who've just been like, just, you know, putting the bartenders and the owners kids through college for fucking decades, watching this influx of like uh, fucking uh, skinny jean wearing, penny loafer wearing, fucking um, uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> just go, who the fuck is this? Yep. What the fuck is this? I've been coming here for fucking 20 years. I've never seen a creature like this. Yep. Some fucking 22-year-old with fucking penny loafers asking the 50-year-old if he can buy his vinyl records off him. (laughs) Have you heard about vinyls? (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, But I'm I'm really fucking, I'm really glad that Firestone has, uh, you know, made like a beer in homage in fucking observance of a classic cocktail like that. Mm-hmm. So we're sorry if you never got to try one crafted. Uh, you missed it. If you can still find one out there, then hey, do us a big favor. Just go ahead and fucking send us a DM or a comment over on the Instagram, and we'll be there. Yep. I haven't had a good fucking uh, 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 old fashioned in eight years. I went back to Tony's a couple months ago. I was in downtown, and we were just kind of bar hopping looking for an old-fashioned uh <clears throat> we started off at some like old hotel bar thing that's like four stories of different bars uh they were handcrafting their their drinks but they're on the pricier side you have to, 15 bucks mm, 24 bucks holy shit per old-fashioned <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> plus an admission fee Oh my God! Come on. There's the a line outside of penny loafers and those witch hats that those bitches wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the black witch hat with the black lipstick? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that like fucking see-through shawl that they wear over their fucking uh, rest of their outfit that they bought at Forever Twenty One. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fifteen dollars for admission, seventy-four dollars per cocktail. Motherfucker. Uh, I was meeting some friends there, and I walked in, and the guy at the door goes, "It's fifteen bucks, man." <laughs> what, dude? Like some bitches showing her tits in here, or yeah, <laughs> like does this come with the blowjob for real? What the fuck? And he just he stops. He he lets some people through, and I go, 15 bucks, man, for a fucking bar." He goes, "All right, dude, just just come in, just come, just walk in." <laughs> That's right, dude. What the fuck? So anyway, crafting their shit, and then we like leave and end up at Tony's. Uh, you'll be happy to know that they're crafting their old fashions again. Holy shit! Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That means that they they their eyes were opened. Uh, pr- business probably slowed down. Right. It was kind of a slow night when I was there. Okay. Uh, but everything was handcrafted again. That's good. That makes me happy, man. Yeah. I haven't seen Tony's saloon. In in approximately eight years, man. It's been a while. Yeah. The only problem I had this time around was the problem I have with any other place that tries to serve an old fashioned is they don't want to give you cherries. Okay. Everybody just wants to give you an old fashioned with the fucking orange peel stuck to the bottom of the glass. Yeah. And when you ask for cherries, they look at you like you're a fucking asshole. The fuck? Like are you That's fuck- part of it, asshole? Are you gay? <laughs> Like no asshole, that's part of this fucking drink. It was my favorite part of this fucking drink. And they bring out a jar of maraschino, maraschino cherries. Oh, the bright red ones. Like no asshole. No, I want the give good me ones. the one that goes in this fucking glass that I'm fucking paying you for. All right, give me the Luxardo, motherfucker. Exactly. Give me the Luxardo. Just begrudgingly, they go to the back and bring out a little tin of Luxardo cherries. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Fucking a, dude. That's the best part. When you're it done is. with the drink, you fucking bite the fucking cherry Absolutely. and it's fucking oh. the bourbon soaked cherry oh my god it's perfect. fucking beautiful a beautiful end to a beautiful cocktail exactly it's perfect and they want to fuck it up with maraschino <laughs> of course of course uh, needless to say any like shithole dive bar that i went to where i ordered that mm-hmm. was made with like a bright red maraschino cherry right i just kind of i i should have known all right just i drank it but it was just yeah yeah i should have expected that <laughs> either way brother Let's go ahead and move on to the second beer of the lineup. Let's do that. Okay. This is also coming from Firestone Walker. Uh, This is a 2017 Bravo Vintage Imperial Brown Ale. It's barrel aged. We proudly present the 2017 Vintage of Bravo. Our Imperial Brown Ale aged in... Retired American oak bourbon barrels. Although Bravo was the first strong ale brewed for our, our anniversary ale blending program over 10 years ago. Fuck. It has yet to see its <laughs> own bottled release until now. No shit. Balancing rich, toasty, and chocolate malt flavors with the gentle balance of noble hops, Bravo was brewed to showcase barrel flavors with massive bourbon barrel notes that morph as the beer warms in the glass. Ideal aging temperature, 45 degrees. Very fucking nice, dude. This is an imperial brown ale, and it comes in at 13.2%. Motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. I didn't expect that. I I expected somewhere like around like 10 to 11. Holy shit. That's awesome, man. Let's see what we got here. Let's do the damn thing.
Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> what do we have here? Oh, God, dude. Oh, God, the oh, fucking aroma is orgasmic. <laughs> Holy mother. This is a beautiful fucking color here. It it almost looks like a hazy brown. You know? It does. It's a bit brighter in the color than I expected, mm-hmm. especially with the ABV they're talking about. Um, it, it is like on the lighter end of a dark brown. It's kind of like reaching for like a golden amber towards the top of it. Um, the head is uh, tan, like a, like a deep tan. And um, goddamn, the aroma is incredible. I smell a solid syrupy malt backbone is the first thing that comes to me. I'm getting barrel. <clears throat> I get woody. <laughs> that hasn't been said in a while. <laughs> yeah. Erectile dysfunction, man. <laughs> what happened to your rhino pills? <laughs> Shits are expensive. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and <clears throat> you know, this is interesting from a brown. I'm also getting a little bit of like an old ale. Or a barley wine kind of note. That's exactly what I'm getting from here is barley wine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining that um, this is going to follow the nose. So I'm curious because this is supposed to be an imperial brown. Um, But let's see if we get something else instead. Let's do this. Let's do it. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Wow. Holy smokes. Dude, that's fucking enormous. Jesus Christ. It's vintage, all right? (laughs) Holy smokes. That's a 2017, right? Yeah. It's called Bravo Vintage. Uh, I can see exactly what you're talking about. Old barrels, old ales type of thing. Uh, Very barley wine-esque. Very port-esque kind of like that syrupy sweet sweet malty taste to it it does have a port quality that's mm-hmm. a really good call that's a great call out yeah this thing is sweet but in a delectable sense um in uh in a rich sense this is a a, a heavily bodied beer it's a full-bodied rich syrupy sweet beer and um, while I was expecting like a roasty toasty from a brown, I'm I'm getting um, somewhere in between what I was expecting and what the nose told me. Uh, I'm getting uh, imperial brown blended with an old ale or a barley wine. Yeah, because it's not as pungent as the barley wine or old ale are, and it's also not as smooth as a brown is. It's in between both styles. It's not as boozy as I expected it to be, considering the nose and considering the ABV. Yeah. I was expecting full barley wine, full old ale shit. Uh, there's a light warmness right at the end of it, which is fucking oof. I was calling for more spirit in the old Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You get that with the Bravo. Mm-hmm. You get spirit. You, that thing is definitely soaked out of the barrels and into the brew. 
that's a fucking fine beer yeah it's very interesting to get something so heavy being so light okay you know like just heavy in the sense of like abv and the color of it flavor flavor it it just looks dense okay but it's very light crisp it's very interesting you're right the carbonation actually gets there Mm -hmm. i think that they might have actually had to put a little bit boost up the carbonation to kind of lift it from its um from its heaviness yeah otherwise this thing would pour like molasses like a like a super syrupy, I'd imagine, yeah. <laughs> like a super syrupy stout that we've seen plenty of. Mm-hmm. Um, holy smokes, man. This is a beautiful brown. Um, this is one of those motherfuckers that you want with the cigar. Ooh. It's uh it's classy. This is a really, really classy brew from Firestone Walker. Ready to rate this? Yeah. What do you got, man? I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Eight point five, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm loving the ABV. I'm loving the warmth coming from this. I love this fucking color. Uh, I'm not big on brown ales to begin with. Okay. But this is a great representation of one. Granted, it's an imperial brown. Yeah. You know, you're expecting the brown to be turned up to 11. Yeah. So uh, it's an 8.5 for me. Rich in flavor. Rich in ABV. Rich in color. This is great. All right, for myself, I'm going to have to give them a nine. And the nine comes from, obviously, this is an enormous brew at 13.2. Yep. And um, the flavor is intense. I actually get enormous amounts of boost from this. And even though it's had a few years, three years to sit in the bottle and round out, um, I feel like it's still very sharp in its spirit. And uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. Especially because, again, I was I was calling for more spirit out of the last one. Uh, you get everything that you would expect out of a 13% barrel-aged brown out of this. Less the old ale slash barley wine funk that's been kind of thrown in here. Um, I don't know if that's what a brown does after 10 years. Um, or it has to be, right? It, it must be. It, yeah, it must. I'd be. imagine so. Right. Otherwise, why would they call it a fucking old ale? <laughs> but um, you know, I love browns. I'm I'm big on browns as well, and uh, I love I love a brown almost almost as much as I love a porter. Okay. And um, I, I think that they've done an incredible job. I get a lot of wood. I get a lot of bourbon. Um, I, I still feel it traveling down through my fucking intestines right now. And just, it's a beautiful warmth that's, um, uh, you know, just uh, making, clearing a pathway. And um, really warm. I could see this as a winter warmer. Uh, as a, This is a sipper. And you need a cigar for this motherfucker. And it, just, it needs to be a special occasion. Uh, nine for me. 8.5 for me. Uh, I can see where you're talking about booziness, but it doesn't feel like an offensive booziness. Where... You do get some like barrel aged stouts that come in really heavy on the booze. Okay. But it's offensive. And this isn't. This is just warm. Yeah, I've I've had that. I've actually yeah. had that. And um I've actually I've had it with a beer that's um basically like a unicorn for me personally. And that's gonna be um Hangar Twenty Four's uh Bukachev's Cobra. Okay. Two thousand fourteen vintage. 
And I believe that motherfucker came in at an 18%. Oof. At that time, it was a $25 bottle, corked bottle. And I remember having it. And I chugged it down because it was $25. <laughs> and also, it was it was an incredible imperial Russian stout. It was brewed in maple syrup or aged, aged in bourbon barrels. Incredible. Enormous. But the bite from it was harsh. It was really harsh. Um, i just like to throw this in here. We actually have that in our reserves. Ooh. So we'll be enjoying that one of the upcoming episodes with a hangar 24 lineup nice um but yeah you're I, i'm gonna agree with you at a 13 percent, you would actually expect this to be offensive in its bite and i feel like maybe the carbonation that's that gives it like a bright kind of body um helps with that as well helps that along all right brother so i want to talk about something that i've seen recently with late night uh talk show hosts are they crying and again are they what? Are they crying again? Uh, when were they crying? Oh, dude, Cecil the Lion, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just um. Okay, so obviously you you've probably seen many of your favorite late night talk show hosts who are now um recording in a fucking empty studio or in their house. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've seen all this shit, and you're trying to keep up with all these motherfuckers. Keeping up with the Bill Mars and the fucking Trevor Noahs and the Jimmy Kimmels and the John Olivers and the fucking what's the other guy with the square head? Bill O'Reilly. No, well, there's that guy, but he's like wears glasses. Drew, Colbert. Drew Carey. Colbert. <laughs> Colbert. What's that fool's first name? I don't know. <laughs> I just know him because of the Colbert the report. report. Yeah. yeah. So Stephen Colbert. Okay. So. So. I'm guilty. I I ingest some of this um like uh pre-cut, pre-fucking fabricated, um processed information. And uh I, I quite enjoy one in particular. I like John Oliver, I like his style. He's British. Whenever he says shit, it sounds like it's making me smarter. So <laughs> I I enjoy that shit and he the way that he like piecemeals information of like critical fucking like just like critical information and puts it into like bite-sized morsels for me to like just have him feed it right into my mouth is nice. I oh, like it. Okay. Um, but and and there's been like plenty of criticism about this kind of shit, and I've been one of the people that talk shit about it. You have, and it doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I do fucking enjoy um, news that's uh, in morsels. For myself and uh lately it's just been a fucking i'm just sick of it already i'm fucking sick and tired of listening to fucking people talk about what we could have done i'm fucking over it dude and here's something that i'm going to tell you that um I, I want you to fucking coin this motherfucker mint this motherfucker start pressing it like all of the fucking worthless dollar dollar bills that the federal reserve is coming out with right now jesus christ <laughs> This phrase is forever going to change the meaning of it. The fucking gravity of it will forever change. And this is the phrase. Hindsight is 2020. Okay. Coin that motherfucker. Anthropos wasted <clears throat> content 2020. Yeah, I'm sure you're the first to say that. I bet I am. <laughs> 
fucking asshole. I'm just saying. Dude. I'm trying to feel like awesome about myself. You right should. Now. <laughs> you should. I'm glad you're joining my side on this. What do you mean? Against all these fucking late night talk show hosts that are fucking. Uh, what do I call them? Apolitical. You know, they, they shroud their fucking political views in comedy and snarky remarks and bullshit fucking propaganda. It's just like, ugh, dude, I see, we see right through your bullshit. Like, shut the fuck up. You have no fucking insight. You don't even fucking write your own fucking jokes. Shut the fuck up. You have a fucking <laughs> team of writers that will fucking halt your fucking show when they want to fucking protest because you're not paying them enough fucking money for the fucking bullshit you're fucking feeding everyone out of your fucking mouth. Yeah, and they've got unions, bro. I know. <laughs> the Writers Guild. The Writers Guild. <sighs> um, I, I've been watching this shit over the past what 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 are we in? We're in two months now? Just about. I've been watching this shit. And at the beginning, at the onset of all this, I appreciated the information. Because throughout all of these um you know, uh, interesting times, as the Chinese proverb puts it so fucking eloquently. Mm -hmm. uh, throughout these interesting times, uh, we saw an influx of information uh, by the day, by the fucking hour, by the minute. And it was a really uh, uh, efficient and convenient way to stay on top of what's happening. Now that we've plateaued, and I am going to say we have plateaued, I'm not going to say we've dipped because as like all these other people that are fucking calling for the opening of the country would have you think that we're like fucking getting over it. We haven't. We're just plateauing. You're supposed to wait until the fucking thing goes down until the bar graph goes down. For yeah. All this no, shit. No. People are bored. They're fucking bored. <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're fucking you know, impatient. There aren't enough Netflix shows to get you through the fucking day anymore. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, regardless of what they'd have you think, we've plateaued. And now that we've plateaued, all the fucking late night TV talk show hosts, all the talking heads, just keep yapping up about fucking what we could have done, what we should have done, what we would have done, should have, could have, would have. Yeah, where the, the fuck were you three day. months ago with this shit? I'm fucking sick of it. Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is fucking 2020. Have you ever fucking heard that phrase before? John Oliver, Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Go ahead and sit pretty. And I feel, and you know, it sucks because again, I enjoy this shit. Mm -hmm. And it just sucks because it's like, dude, come on. Like, who do you think you're helping right now? You're only fucking spreading discontent. That's the only thing that you're doing. You're spreading discontent. You're fucking making people angry at like some kind of fucking perceived inaction while um it, it's it's a clusterfuck it's been a fucking shit show for the past fucking uh three or four months globally and you're you're gonna give some fucking you're gonna give some like um you know a guy some fucking dumb motherfucking guy a bunch of rash of shit because he couldn't find his head from his ass while fucking everybody else was doing the same thing. While you would have done the same thing. Anybody that was sitting. I've said this already. Anyone that's been, that was sitting in that fucking position. Would have been a meme right now. Because it's been a shit show. 
and you sitting there pointing the fucking finger and shaking your fucking finger at fucking what we could have and should have and would have done isn't helping anybody. It's just fucking lazy and you're playing on the fucking emotional media kind of shit instead of the fucking informative one. And that's what pisses me off because I, I count on you for information. I don't fucking count on you for fucking, um, you know, some like fucking some some discontent machine. I don't I, I don't want to watch that shit. Okay. Isn't that all they are though? They are discontent machines. Uh they proliferate this fucking bullshit. Uh months ago they were talking about Trump being Hitler. Right? All late night talk shows where Trump is Hitler, Trump is Hitler, he's a white supremacist, he's a fucking Nazi. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. A week into the fucking coronavirus, why isn't he doing anything? He's not doing anything. Trump hasn't done anything. There is inaction here. Blah, 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 blah. Under their fucking, under the same breath, they were talking about, it's no worse than the flu. This is just the right. flu. Right. You people are silly wearing your mask out there. It's no worse than the flu. Right. Go out. Why are they shutting everything down? Next week, why isn't everything shut down yet? Everyone <laughs> should be wearing a mask. Right. Right. And they're, they're banking on this fucking bullshit. They're banking on people being pissed off. They're banking on feeding you a slew of fucking shit and hoping you fucking eat it by the shovelful. Come up to the fucking trough, everybody. Yep. <laughs> like, here you go. This is going to piss you off this week, isn't it? How about this? How about that? How about more gotcha games with Trump? Hey, Trump's a fucking idiot, everybody. Hey, it's going to give you more water cooler talk, right? idiots they, they're providing no fucking insight they really aren't they're 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 in no position to really have any basis on this fucking biological fucking warfare that's going on this fucking virus they they're nobody they're fucking comedians they're fucking actors on a fucking stage on a fucking soapbox talking about what we should have done you are in no position to fucking tell us what the fuck the country should have done. You're in no position of fucking actual fucking power like the fucking president of the United States with people's lives in his fucking hands and you're going to criticize him for not acting on disinformation? There was right. new information every fucking day coming from this. It's airborne? Uh, it's probably not. Oh, maybe it is? Yeah. There was no yeah. concrete evidence of anything no shit. for the longest. And there's no there's no winning. It's a catch twenty two, because no matter which way it goes, you always have someone criticizing the other end nowadays. Um, I one one prime example that I want to give. Um, uh, you know what? I was actually a part of the camp that was pissed off for Donald Trump not wearing a mask. Okay, I've been on that in that camp for about two weeks now, three weeks now maybe, and um, it was just like okay, if everybody's fucking supposed to be wearing a mask, why the fuck isn't that guy wearing a mask? And it's like, okay, lead by example and all that shit. And then just today, just pre-recording, just discussing what we're going to talk about here today, I, I, I only realized that if he was wearing a mask throughout all of this, there would be a fucking, a ton of people talking shit about the fact that he has a mask 
and, and then other hospitals and fucking frontline workers. That yeah. mask could have saved someone's life, Donald Trump. Right. Why are you wearing that mask? <laughs> How dare you wear a mask and take away PPE from the people who need it right now? There's fucking nurses in New York dying. They're martyrs. Yeah. And you're wearing a mask. Why haven't? Yeah, dude. And it's just, and it doesn't matter which way you fucking go. It doesn't matter which way you go. You're going to have people trying to find a way to talk shit about this. And and it's fucking stupid because it helps nobody. It solves nothing. And it just creates discontent. And that's not what we need in these times. I hate to sound cheesy that we shouldn't. We, we haven't had another fucking time within the the. In, within our lifetimes for us to come together more and it's cheesy as shit but um it's just a great opportunity for everyone to come together but no you can't do that because um sounding tinfoil hat time the powers that be don't want it that way they still want you divided they still want you to argue even through a fucking pandemic they still want you to fucking continue to fight over the stupid meaningless mundane non-fucking pertinent news that's what they want 10 for a hard time advice it's all it does if they piss you off enough they know you're gonna be watching eyes on the screen is what's important they have your eyes on the screen they're gonna be able to sell ads they don't give a fuck what the fuck they're spewing out whether it be discontent whether it be false information whether it be Whatever the fuck it is, some fucking stupid joke about Donald Trump. They, at the end of the day, it's just money for them. It's how many eyes can I get on the screen today? Right. Uh, this sowing discontent is tinfoil hat time. Uh, it's been going on for years, years, years. Uh, there's people, pow- powers that be in the fucking government that don't want Trump in office. There's theories that. This virus is just an excuse to get him out of office, to show the people how he failed the economy, how he failed the United States, and how he's inadequate for the position, how he's not presidential, and he right. doesn't talk like this. We are one people. Uh, they don't want him in office because he is a threat, regardless of what the fuck he's doing. He's a threat to the establishment. He's a threat to the fucking democratic state that keeps people impoverished and in fucking uh, dependence of the government independence of the government that's exactly what it is like what the fuck has the democratic state done for anybody in our fucking economic state or in our background nothing other than fucking open up more WIC offices give out more food stamps have you fucking Fight for fucking scraps is what they're fucking doing. I wouldn't highlight those. I would highlight uh, checking a cash. Holy shit. That I would too. highlight fucking check and go. I would find I would highlight any fucking financial institution that has your fucking um your your lenders rate at a two hundred percent interest. That's what I would fucking highlight. I would I I would highlight do you ever see in a fucking check in the cash in fucking Beverly Hills? Nope. You don't see that shit. You see that shit in fucking South Central LA. You see that shit in fucking um, El Monte, California. You see that shit in fucking impoverished fucking communities. Socioeconomically disadvantaged people getting fucking taken to the goddamn bank 
with enormous interest rates on loans that you couldn't even fucking pay off even if you didn't have interest in the first place. That's what you see. That's what I would highlight. And um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I, I said I wanted to get pissed off, right? Health insurance. <laughs> Car insurance. All these mandated insurances because, oh, you're a fucking, oh, you're taking away money from the taxpayers. Bullshit. Taking away from your fucking pockets that you're trying to line your, the money you're trying to line your pockets with, the taxpayer money. You want this money to, allocated for war. You want this money allocated for fucking subsidies on fucking BP. You want this money to fucking uh, bail out the fucking American motor companies. Bullshit. You, you want fucking weapons contracts. Exactly. You want oil contracts. You want cheap labor for your companies. You want American soldiers guarding fucking poppy fields in fucking Afghanistan. Right. That's what you fucking want. That's what you want the money for. You don't give a shit about the American people. You want a fucking healthcare for all. Everyone deserves healthcare. Yeah, all that fucking did was mandate that you have to fucking pay every fucking year now. Whether you're sick or not. And if you don't, hey, guess what? Hey, here's a Uncle fee. Sam's gonna fucking dip his pocket his his hands in your pocket a little further. Hey, a little deeper. We're gonna dock your fucking paychecks. The motherfucker's gonna scrape the last fucking nickel out of your goddamn pocket. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna get the fucking lint too. You're <laughs> gonna brainwash an entire generation of people to go to fucking school and go into debt for two hundred thousand dollars for a fucking liberal arts degree. <laughs> That's what they're going to fucking That's do to right. the poor. That's right. What fucking wealthy individual do you see going into debt to go to fucking school and get a bullshit ass degree? Hey, millennials, how was the fucking graduate and then pay off your debts and then buy a home going for you? How's that fucking plan going for you? Nope. And if you did that recently, fuck. Hey, dude, my condolences. Fucking, I'm going to just, me voy a persinar right now to you, bro. Because you just lost a lot of money on equity. I'm sorry, bro. If you got there, if you did it, if you fucking went to school and then you went to college and then you fucking took the loans and you fucking paid them off and then you bought a house right now, hey, fucking. Congratulations. You've been in debt your entire life. <laughs> That's the fucking debt machine working at its fucking best. Keep you in debt. Keep Finally you paying tuned. into the fucking system. Finally to Your entire life. You're a fucking modern day slave is what you fucking are that's what they what we're fucking breeding is an entire country of fucking slavery wage slavery exactly it's wage slaves bullshit bullshit <coughs> you have to fucking sit in traffic for an hour and a half every day to fucking work uh, two hours in the afternoon to make fucking eight dollars a fucking hour so you can feed your family while you collect your fucking wick check because it's not enough and it, it's never fucking enough you know, they, they raise the minimum wage a dollar, but fucking cost of living goes up five. Right. Get the fuck out of here. They're not fucking serving you. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a fuck about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Here's a stimulus check. Let me print a bunch of fucking green paper. That your fucking grandchildren are going to have to fucking pay later. Not only that, but as soon as it hits your hands, it's already depreciating. Already. Immediately. As soon as it hits your hands... This money right now that's being printed by the Federal Reserve, let me tell you right now, this is fucking sand in your fucking grip of your hand, <laughs> and it's slipping away as you hold it, okay? Everyone, pay attention to that. 
pay attention to that because what's going to get you through this month, quote unquote, $1,200, like, dude, who, like, who the fuck are you talking to? Fucking Ohio? Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. <laughs> who the fuck are you talking to? A thousand two hundred dollars ain't gonna get you fucking nowhere in any major city across the goddamn country. And that money that you're so happy to find in your bank account, if you responsibly did your taxes early enough and you mm -hmm. got it through direct deposit, uh, is so is grains of sand fucking slipping through your goddamn fingers right now. And the harder you fucking grip, the faster <laughs> it fucking falls. The more you try to hold on to it, you're going to put it under your fucking mattress instead of putting it back into the fucking economic fucking machine. The fucking faster it becomes worthless. I don't know, man. I'm actually pretty goddamn grateful right now because people are not spending as much as they usually are. And our savings as a country are actually um, at a high. At a 40-year high, we actually haven't seen people saving this much money since the 1980s. It's because everybody's worried. Well, no Everyone's shit. fucking scared shitless because they watch Good. the news telling you about economic decline, about the fucking market Good. crashing in the next couple of months, about fucking possible war with Korea even now. Dude, it's good because at the very least, you're fucking, at the very least, you have a bunch of people um, keeping themselves slightly in some way shape or form informed i'm glad you guys are saving if you guys just keep putting that shit under your mattress right now obviously there's not a lot of places to fucking go right now but actually by the time this episode releases everything is probably going to be fucking open probably but um dude just fucking keep doing what you're doing um i keep saying that to a lot of people because uh there's also another thing that um i want to talk about i'm going to do it briefly but it's uh, about antibody taste testing tasting. <laughs> if only they had antibody tasting, it'd be probably a bit more efficient process. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, what's up? Oh. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out. I'm out here. Fucking antibody tasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay um it's antibody testing and i'm gonna keep it short new york has had some testing and the preliminary results are anywhere between 25 to 30 percent 25 30 percent of people in new york got the virus they were they contracted it they were infected they were asymptomatic they never knew they had it and lo and behold their body contains antibodies for it. Great. Here in California, we are at 4% on prelim, prelim, preliminary testing. That was fucking tough. <laughs> That's a good thing and a bad thing. <clears throat> That's a double-edged sword. It's a good thing because 4% of the population having antibodies for this means we haven't gotten a surge we haven't gotten a peak. We haven't been hit hard. That's a good thing. The bad thing is we haven't gotten our surge. We haven't peaked yet. We haven't been hit. And that means that we are vulnerable to this still. And yet you're having all these people that are calling for the opening and a bunch of people that are going to be flocking 
already traffic is back to where it was before. Yeah, because of Stephen Colbert fucking <laughs> seeding discontent in people and telling them how fucking quarantine is fucking tyranny. Oh my god. To a bunch of people that have never experienced tyranny. Yeah, guys, this is tyranny. Hey, stay home. Wash your hands. We're going to send home. you money. Wear a mask. <laughs> We're going to send you money. <laughs> Fucking tyrants. Oh, no. <laughs> it's only $1,200. <laughs> Even I'm on that one. Even I'm on that one. I'm going to talk shit to myself. <laughs> Fuck you, government. You're only going to give me $1,200. <laughs> you dicks. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I feel so fucking guilty because I'm not I'm not saying this to like flaunt or brag. I didn't need those thousand two hundred dollars. Somebody else needed them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> for real, somebody else needed them. You know, I feel that way. I feel a little guilty for that. What was it that you were saying earlier? Uh, do not let this go to waste. Do not let a pandemic go to waste or do not let a, a crisis is a, crisis. a terrible thing to waste. That's what it was. A crisis is a terrible thing to waste. If you don't find a way to make money right now, you're stupid. <laughs> if you don't find a yeah. way to fucking yeah. milk the system that everybody's fucking doing, that the people at top tier government level are fucking doing. Absolutely. You're stupid. For sure. If you're not collecting those $1,200 and applying <laughs> for more fucking money. Fucking Even if you're still fucking working, it's stupid. <laughs> for sure, for sure, I'm I'm completely with you. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I am. <laughs> Why not? Who doesn't need more money? Why not? Hey, dude. Uh, money, so they say, is the root of all evil today. But if you ask for a raise. There's no surprise they ain't giving none away. That's money, Pink Floyd, right there. Yeah, surprise, surprise, root of all evil. You ask for a little bit more? That's a fuck you, buddy. That's a fuck you, buddy. Who the fuck says money is the root of all evil? Everybody says the root of all evil. You stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're playing on your fucking morality. Hey, For sure. you want money? You must be immoral. <laughs> you want to live a comfortable life? You want your fucking family not to worry about any fucking financial situation? You're asking for too much. You're evil. You're asking for too much. And and you know what? I'm going to tell you that from my fucking infinity pool. <laughs> <laughs> because you're fucking cutting into my fucking profits, asshole. Yes, you are. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Serio. Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Motherfuckers. You know what? I want a fucking beer. Let's, Let's move get on another to the beer. fucking third beer. All right. I'm going to fucking <laughs> open the third beer yeah. before I get a fucking heart attack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here goes. From Firestone Walker, we have. The 2019 Mole Merkin. This is a milk style aged in bourbon barrels with cocoa nibs, cinnamon, and chili peppers. Let's read a little bit off of the box here. And it says, Barrel program manager Eric Ponce drew upon his own Mexican heritage to create Mole Merkin, 
a spicy spin on our signature velvet merkin milk stout. Have you had the velvet mer- mer- merlin? Mer- velvet velvet merkin? I don't think so, no. No? No. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, it's it's I. It's Is it? I. Yeah, they got that shit on Nitro as well. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. Inspired by family recipes inherited from Ponce's grandmothers, Mole Merkin was aged in bourbon barrels with additions of Puya chili peppers, cocoa nibs, and cinnamon to capture the essence of the traditional Mexican dish known as mole. The cinnamon adds a hint of sweet spice while the cocoa nibs bring luscious balance to the medium lingering heat of the peppers. The result is a smooth chocolatey stout with its own unique kick. Enjoy Molly Merkin now or sell her in a cool, dark place between 45 degrees and 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Allow it to warm up in the glass when serving. All right, let's see what we got with this motherfucker here. Alrighty, so the Mole Merkin comes in at a 7.8 ABV. It's kind of hoping for a little bit more ABV on this motherfucker, seeing as how it's a barrel-aged stout. But I am curious to see what they've done with the uh, cinnamon, chili pepper, mole kind of deal. I love the Merkin already, and um, yeah, I'm just super excited to see a, a different variant of it. So let's get right into it, man. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to have another mole stout. I think past experience was just too spicy. There's that. There's been that. You know? For sure. But let's see how this goes. All righty. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny very chocolatey very cinnamony hmm. you know I, i'm i'm happy with it it is it is a bit lighter than i expected um the body is kind of like a, a medium light body yeah the color on this is it's a it's a decent dark, but it's uh more of like a black brown, a shores brown. The head's a bit of a a darker tan, but you can even see it as you swirl this brew in the glass. It isn't heavy, it isn't syrupy, and I I really wouldn't expect so at a seven point eight ABV either. But the one thing that I can say is, you can tell that this is craft. You can tell that there was love and passion that went into this. And uh, there's a lot of flavor in here that is just uh, respectable. It's a flex. And whenever a brewing company brings something to the table with loads of flavor, just a flavor explosion, um, I got to give them respect. And it's especially so when they've balanced it out. And I feel this is well-balanced. This is definitely well-balanced. You can... You have that mix of chocolate, cinnamon, and like roasty stout with the really, really light body right. for a stout. Um, it's hard to put a, like my finger on it, but it's not necessarily mole. 
like a traditional mole, but it has hints of it, hints of right. the spices of the mole. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's quite unique. It's very refreshing. I do get woody from this, and I get bourbon from it. It is on the back end of my palate, though, and I really wish it would have spent a little bit more time in a barrel. Uh, maybe a little more along the lines of uh, six more months might have given this a bit more of a punch. I feel that I feel that this flavor profile deserves a bit of a more robust base. And uh, I can also see the appeal to this one. Uh, it's showcasing all of those flavors and it's doing so in like an elegant manner. And um, so you know kind of on the on the on the fence with this one but it is definitely a beautiful flavor profile it really is it's a little like you're saying a little lighter for a stout it should be a little more dense a little more flavorful yeah although it is full of flavor um it should be more pungent is what it is yeah uh, yeah this shit sat in a barrel like i expect it to be a little bit on the stronger side Although it is quite enjoyable, it's really creamy to taste. Uh, it's I don't know how to describe this exactly. It, it, it feels like it's in between a porter and a stout. I could see that. It it feels like an imperial porter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just borderlining on the stout side. Yeah, yeah. That's a good call. But it's still quite enjoyable. And this is this feels sessionable. <laughs> for a barrel-aged stout. <laughs> Nobody's you, ever said that. You shit. can't say that for a lot of barrel-aged stouts. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely kick back a few of these easily. <laughs> I hope your wallet's not too mad at you at the end of it, man. <laughs> I make plenty of money. <laughs> um i will disclose this much um half of this collection from today was actually more than half yeah uh was actually acquired at a certain liquor store in a certain area that's somewhere in between san bernardino yeah, yeah, and los angeles place no it's somewhere between los angeles and san bernardino okay <laughs> i like it <laughs> and um and and we got this at a fucking bargain uh we got it at 50 percent off because it's probably been sitting on their shelves since 2017 and all of those um uncultured swine don't know what the fuck they're looking at so they had to cut a loss or they had to sell at cost yeah it's a, it's in a place where their demographic drinks uh modelo on a daily basis for sure they drink balai balai for sure in a <laughs> three-pack tall can <laughs> for sure and they're wearing a fucking uh orange uh, shiny vest <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking weed hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> they are of a almost brown persuasion, <laughs> like this beer. You know, they don't know what they're looking at. They unfortunately, this place hasn't marketed themselves as a craft beer place. They have a giant check cashing sign outside instead of hey we sell craft beer right yeah definitely uh we only know this place because it was f not too far from 
where we grew up. Correct. And it's always been a staple for us to pick up uh, like a few select craft beers from yeah, this place. A six pack. Yeah. Every once in a while. They always had a good selection of it, but it was okay selection for yeah. sure. Anybody else who does, who's not really into this that and the people who feign being into craft beer are only there to pick up fucking stone or, you know, just the, the typical craft 7-Eleven craft beer stuff. There you go. Yeah. Um, which is quite unfortunate because 50% off is an indication of, I need to get rid of this as soon as possible, which means. I mean, you call it unfortunate. I call it fucking like jack, <laughs> jackpot. It, jackpot. <laughs> For us. Right now. Yeah. But that means we're losing a craft beer store pretty soon. Okay. And All right, I feel you. It's only going to end up being another fucking run of the mill liquor store. Right, right. You know? Where you got your Mad Dog 2020s. Right. And your Old English and your fucking Natty Ice. There's fucking Thunderbirds <laughs> and a fucking <laughs> fridge full of seltzers. Hey, watch it with the Thunderbird shit. I actually kind of <laughs> enjoyed Thunderbird, man. It was good in its own right. <laughs> For sure. It was different. It was. And it was definitely uh, like you could tell there was a bum wine. Of course. It got the job done. That's most important. Yeah. <laughs> most importantly. <laughs> Thunderbirds were the pregame to uh, <laughs> those uh, debauchery nights. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Any of you motherfuckers out there know about Thunderbird. Talk about fucking, we're, we're over here reviewing craft beer. We're, we need cigars up in here. We're talking about a $2.39 <laughs> bottle that'll get you a fucked up <laughs> it was it was for those nights where we couldn't quite afford for loco <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so we would go with thunderbird hell yeah <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't quite afford the fucking three for three dollar um fucking natural ice 32 ounce right. bottles <laughs> so we went for the two dollar and 39 cent thunderbird <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hey, look at us now, brother. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to fucking cheer again to that, man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. God, that's delicious. This is nice. Yeah. Uh, have we rated this? We haven't rated it we yet. We haven't, no. Orgasmo, fucking calm your tits, man. I'm ready to rate this. I'm sure he's loving this where we call him out every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Firestone Walker, Mole Merkin, 2019 Vintage. I'm giving this, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an 8. It's great. Flavor profile's there. I wish it was spicier. I wish it was more full-bodied. I wish it spent a little bit more time in the battle. battle? In the battle? <laughs> in the barrel. But overall, a wonderful um, cacophony of flavors. Eight for me. Where's uh Firestone Walker from? Well, sir, they are from. Can you cut it right here? And then like I come back later and then I'm just playing. Like just run it. I was gonna say, like, you cut it back later, and then I sound like I knew you the, have answer the answer instantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna pretend to cut it and then let it run. <laughs> And then have you go through the whole fumbling of trying to find where it's from. You got that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're from California. Okay. I could probably be fucking way, 
way wrong. I don't know. Look at the box. You didn't say see that shit. You're looking at the box. It doesn't yeah, say anything. Oh, you're okay. looking at the bottle though. This is Firestone Walker, um, fermenting embarked program. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. Anyway, back to my point was, I like this homage to like Mexican heritage stuff, or Latino in general with the molas, the ground spices and stuff. Um. Coming from a, a Mexican household, mole was a staple. Absolutely. Um, came at least once every two weeks. Fucking great every fucking time. Chocolatey, spicy. And I like that they're doing an homage to that. This is going to be an 8.5 for me. That's fair. 8 for me, 8.5 for you. Mm-hmm. All right, I see these motherfuckers out of Marina Del Rey, but I'm wondering if that's just a tap room or I'm going to try to find out where the headquarters is. Let's see here. Yeah, my shit's loading fucking slow, dude. Um, God damn it, dude. I'm, I'm really tired of fucking COVID and everyone just talking about COVID all the fucking time. It's everywhere. Uh, this, this whole like brewing discontent shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, there was some news this week and I, I feel a little happy. Um, and I know it's a shit position to take on this, but it, it feels good to get things back to normal. Okay. Um, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Right. Run with Tyrone. Fuck. Or hashtag run with Dijon. <laughs> All right. I, I, yeah, I came across this. Yeah, whatever his yeah. name was. Yeah. Jamarcus. Jamarcus. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hashtag run with LeBron. No. Um, and Black Lives Matters. Yeah, we're back to normal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It feels there's a sense of normalcy there. Right. Normalcy. 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 (laughs) I'm an idiot. Um, There's a sense of like things going back to its normal state. You know, we, I like to be pissed off about white people attacking black people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is nice. I remember this is what we used to be pissed off about before all this. Yes. No. You know? I mean, you couldn't go a fucking news cycle without hearing how the coronavirus wasn't impacting or was impacting the black community (laughs) fucking too. It's like, yeah, no shit. Of course. You have a bunch of people in fucking substandard housing and that are bunched up together elbow to fucking elbow, fucking coughing with their fucking dirty, smelly. (laughs) You know, like, just like, of course, of course, of course. That's going to happen to fucking impoverished communities, to inner city communities, to urban communities. Where everyone's stacked up on top of each other. No shit. Of course. It's not fucking. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that one. I just want to say like, dude, the fucking virus isn't racist too, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) It has to be. That's not the problem. It's not about black or fucking brown or white. It's fucking poor or rich. That's the fucking, that's the difference. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> That's what we need to be talking about. Poor or rich. That's what we need to be fucking angry about. That's what I'm angry about. That's what I'm angry about most of the fucking time, but I, I'll be called racist. I'll be called a uh, fucking... Uh, that I have, what, right fuck right-wing ideals right-wing values how how is that how is that how is it right-wing values uh if i say it's not about race it's about money that's racist everything is about race <laughs> you your right-wing values you're you're only you only care about money it's like motherfucker that's what everybody cares about it's what makes the world go round it's what keeps you poor people caring about money Right. People who don't deem money as the ultimate fucking evil. It's not about race. I don't think it's about race. Not anymore, at least. Yeah, granted, there is some racism and there's some fucking stupid ass motherfuckers out there for sure. And I'll laugh at a racist joke whenever I have the fucking chance. But this whole Black Lives Matter movement is, uh, again, like it's sowing discontent in the fucking community. It's. It's giving you a reason to be angry at your neighbor because he happens to be white or he happens to be Asian or he happens to be Latino. You know, there's race wars going on every day. Uh, yeah, fucking, for sure. At the at the um, Speedway right down the street, they actually have race wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just always thought that was kind of bad marketing, just poor marketing right? decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <clears throat> you have... Poor white people attacking poor black people because of the color of their fucking skin. Right. Fucking idiots. It's not the fucking black people that are keeping you poor. It's not the fucking Mexicans that are keeping you poor. It's the fucking people in charge. They took your germs. <laughs> morons. 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 It's not about fucking race. They'll tell you it's about race. They'll tell you this guy got killed because of racism and it's going to make global fucking news because they want you to be pissed off. And I'm going to walk 2.3 miles because of it. I'll walk 500 if I need to. Dude, I will walk 5,000 miles and I will walk 5,000 more. (laughs) Isn't it 500? Is it 500? That's where I was going with it. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah. I'll walk. I think it's a thousand. I will walk 500 miles and I I will walk 500 more. Just to be part of the coronavirus is the enemy. It is racist just like me. Please look out for wasted content. Now that's what I call music at the end of the year, by the way. We are going to be doing a compilation of all of the songs that we've butchered. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's what I call wasted content. Ah. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't don't know. Yes, it's unfortunate. He happened to be black and he was killed by white supremacists. Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. I would hate it too. But it's not about race. Stop fucking giving into this fucking ah uh, stop fucking buying this shit hook line and sinker it's not all about race it's about money and you just don't happen to be on the right side of the fucking 
field here. You, they have you distracted by thinking it's racism that's creating division in this country, but it's not. The line is clearly defined, and it's your tax bracket. It's whether or not you are dependent on the government. It's what you contribute to this fucking machine. Whether you're a wage slave or a slave owner. Whether you're running fucking Candyland or you're the fucking black motherfucker ratting out all the other black motherfuckers. <laughs> all that black on black crime. Is it racist if I call that a shit sandwich? <laughs> it's, it's not racist. It's purely economical. <laughs> You ready for the fourth beer? Yeah. Let's do the damn thing, man. <laughs> you know, you were telling me um you were telling me a story about um one of our mutual friends. Yeah. He's actually one that's been on the podcast. Yeah. And uh you were telling me about how mm-hmm. um no, no, it's okay. You're telling me about like he just made a just kind of like made a big commotion. While being very uh, inebriated. Yes. And it all would have been fine if he was in the confines of his own home in close company. Which he was. Except that the door was wide open. And he happens to have some neighbors that are of a different race. (laughs) Of a different color, you can even say. Different hue. So, um, you know, it's just, um, it's a, it's a very unfortunate mix on it, but, uh, it's very on brand as well because this gentleman that we're speaking of is Latino. Yes. And, um, like, I guess like who's your biggest fucking, um, I don't know. I don't want to call it competition because that would be giving them credence. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking on brand. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just like that's the biggest rivalry we have. It's like, okay, arguably the biggest rivalry. Yeah, that, but that, that that goes along with the discontent thing. Like everyone's trying to force you into this conflict. For sure. They're, you're trying to like fight for your spot on the fucking small lifeboat while they fucking sail away on a yacht. Jesus Christ. Right? Um, But like it's a big rivalry, the Browns versus the Blacks. You'll find it in any prison system that you visit. Yes. Um, which I don't um, actually particularly recommend Mm-mm. because, number one, it's a fucking prison. And number two, um, there's coronavirus all inside those fucking prisons <laughs> right now. Guess what? You keep a bunch of people cooped up in a fucking pandemic. What happens? So, um, you know what? I, I would say probably like most of them, fuck them, right? Like, hey, you know what? Hey, um, it just your sentence was completed a little bit earlier than expected. Um, but, <laughs> but but either way, um, what the fuck am I talking about prisons? Um, black and white, black and brown. Yeah, conflicts. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so what the fuck that shit kind of like reduces to? If this shit was a fucking sauce and I'm over here fucking bon appetit, motherfucker, and I'm giving this fucking brown versus black argument a fucking reduction. Mm-hmm then all it boils down to is just me fucking looking at you and being like, no, I'm more oppressed. No, I'm more oppressed. No, I'm more... <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> 
I hate saying this shit because it sounds fucking. Um, uh, it it sounds like over like overused. Like wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Just come on, please open your goddamn eyes, Asians. <laughs> you far-sighted motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's get to the fucking fourth beer, dude. Don't they always look like they're looking at something that's really far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's their parents' approval. Oh. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> dude, let's fucking check if this fucking beer is good enough. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> We're not racist here. We just like to make fun of racist things <laughs> <laughs> this is that's better right i think so okay good. We, we laugh at the absurdity of these things right we laugh at you basically right you we laugh at you stupid motherfuckers <laughs> Wait, hashtag black lives matters <laughs> oh, or hashtag shit. fucking not all fucking muslims or hashtag fucking oh, pussy shit. power or fucking some other fucking hashtag bullshit. free the nipple hashtag free the nipple hashtag, hashtag i run with jamarcus hashtag si se puede hashtag si so the lion <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking stupid <laughs> god i can't emphasize that enough yeah you can you're yes stupid <laughs> there it is yes stupid yes stupid <laughs> all right let's get stupid right now Let's get stupid. <laughs> Let's get physical. <laughs> physical. <laughs> Coming at you. Now that's what I call wasted content. <laughs> 2020. What was it that you were saying about blacks and Latinos? The amor what? Amor? Disenfranchised? Or what was the word? I'm more pew pew pew. Oh, oh I'm more oppressed. Okay. There it is. Yeah. It was, I'm more oppressed. No, I'm more oppressed. No, I'm more oppressed. I'm more oppressed. No, I am. Let's get physical. <laughs> physical. Let's get physical. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this is gay. <laughs> That's just happening in prisons too. All across America, you visit and uh, you'll see that. I don't recommend it because coronavirus. They're out there going, let's get <laughs> physical in prisons. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude fuck what the fuck are we talking about gay gay anal ha- sex hashtag rainbow prisoners? pride yeah <laughs> <laughs> hashtag rainbow pride yeah <laughs> hashtag i'm with her um I'm, they, hashtag i'm with it oh <laughs> hashtag i'm with they i'm with it i'm like i'm with it uh <laughs> Because it's an it. Because <laughs> you don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. It is. Yes. From Firestone Walker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a 2014 double DBA. Imperial Special Bitter. Barrel Aged. You know what DBA is? Doing business as. <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah. For sure. But in this case... It's double barrel ale. Oh. Yeah, which is like one of the things that you could find from Firestone Walker on the shelves commonly. Like just go to a supermarket. It'll be there. 
and it's a great like ale just the same way that boston lager is a good like mid-range beer um i would say the dba is good but this is a double double barrel ale so um and what year is this from again 2014 fuck yeah dude. holy shit drinking some old motherfucking beer okay <laughs> uh what's the fucking abv on it the abv is getting bored 12 <laughs> percent. not bad holy shit all right here we go there's a nice little wax seal they have to peel off It's a nice pour, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, half of it's on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it is on my hand. <laughs> Look that shit up, motherfucker. I tried. <laughs> it's really salty. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> what were you doing earlier? Sweating? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Oh, I don't know. Like, cum salty? Is cum know. salty? That's what they say. I've never had it. No. You tell me how it is. It's um, it's salty. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I hear good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitches love that shit. From what I hear, don't don't knock it till you try it. Hmm? You no, know? yeah. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? The fucking beer dude. eating pineapples. <laughs> oh fuck okay, okay. so <laughs> so we're looking at the double double barrel ale from firestone walker man uh this thing looks like a fucking like a like a murky brownish i don't know what the fuck that is check that shit out like a toffee for sure mm -hmm. definitely definitely has a very toffee look 12% ABV? That's a motherfuck. Um, holy shit, dude. Uh, the head was, it was okay, and it's just left a ring around the top of the beer. It's a very light tan head, and um, not a lot of carbonation that I could see, but this thing looks like it's got a lot of flavor behind it, man. So. Oh, wow. Let's do this. Fuck yeah. Cheers. Cheers. fuck i can tell there's a fucking really rich malty car caramelly sweetness to this on the nose oh that's rich whoa wow wow how the fuck is there that much booze in a 2014 uh that's that's incredible I sounded like I had an answer to that, huh? <laughs> you did. Like, um. <laughs> but in six years, I would have expected this to have rounded out into just like a, a really like just molasses sweetness. But there's still a really prominent bite from the spirit in this one. 
that's um it's it's really nice it's definitely got a little bit of that funk to it too that kind of like barrel funk and it's a barrel funk that we've seen throughout the series today too mm-hmm. it's very on brand it's very signature it's really sweet and almost creamy but <clears throat> it is very very fucking boozy and it's very it has that, mm, that like fucking pungent kick to it um wow it, it wants to round off really nicely but you get that bite right at the end Oof. It, yeah it's like mid to mm. mid mid palate to like um on the on its way out yeah it it's nice and actually it makes me really curious as to how much of a punch this was back in 14 right if you had this six years ago like this must have been um a really fucking big booze punch and uh we're having it now we're having in 2020 and this thing is still fucking packing a punch the flavor i bet overall has definitely rounded out to a much sweeter beer and that kind of um it, it really showcases the enormous sweet malty caramely toffee like sticky sweet um malt character that we have here there's a little bit of a toastiness to it as well um there's a beautiful like toasty grain and um it's just rich heavy and decadent um this thing is a fucking dessert beautiful color beautiful aromas uh very caramel like uh, it's very i don't know what it is it's it feels bright and at the same time it feels really heavy and i feel like i've been saying that about every one of these firestone walkers yeah but i think that's where that signature taste is coming from it's just they've managed to pack a bunch of flavor into a medium bodied beer for sure and also a lot of ABV. Yeah. That's craft work, man. I'm looking at these four bottles laid end to end. That's a beautiful picture. Motherfuck. They're doing some magic out there. Coming from the guys that do 805. <laughs> no shit. I'm fucking surprised. Yeah, dude, we're fucking asking each other where the fuck they are like where they're from mm-hmm. like no shit the thing is like what paso robles is what i said yep um <laughs> no shit it's 805 that's the shit that like the fucking you know that's the one with the black label <laughs> Ooh. it's not a bad lager it's not it's a great lager yeah <laughs> but don't talk to me about how you know craft beer and you drink 805 i know <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker have you heard of a little something called um sam adams utopia i'm sorry to break that one out you know it seems a little bit uh no, that's fine show offy yeah but hey can, we can do that right yeah we've yeah, had it sure. yeah we did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh simpsons did it bro they had the sam adams utopias i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> probably <huh? laughs> homer's quest for the most expensive beer there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> probably shared it with barney too huh yeah just like here <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
took me a while to get that one. Yeah. And I instantly knew which one of those I was. <laughs> Dibs on Homer. <laughs> that ship sailed already, man. Uh, I don't know. That was a terrible fake burp. Dope. There you go. That's a good dope. Yeah. My cousin called us uh, Homer and Barney. Not oh, too long for real? Ago. Are you serious? Yeah. Listening to this podcast. Okay. And Dude. I'm Barney? Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> hey, Homer. <laughs> Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> Ew, what crawled down your throat and died? <laughs> it didn't it- die. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that his response? <laughs> oh God! It just hey, fuck that guy. Fuck whoever said that. I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> this is what Barney says. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, like actually like um it's actually not the first time he's he's said this about us well i was gonna say like actually though like uh support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash wasted content yeah <laughs> uh a couple years ago before this project we went out to springfield oh yeah we did and we took a picture outside of moe's tavern for sure with us stumbling out of moe's tavern correct and his response was hey it's homer and barney for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Classic. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. How did we not see that coming? We didn't, no. actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's an automatic. Back to this beer, Mr. Barney. Fucking A. <laughs> Let's do the damn thing, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, a really fucking tasty treat. This is absolutely barrel aged. Um, you get a lot of wood. There's like some um, hints vanilla from the oak barrel there is a beautiful like toasty toffee and caramel like a burnt sugar quality to this and um it's like a goddamn christmas tree in a fucking beer glass mm-hmm. and um beautiful showing from firestone through and through i'm telling you this collection looks beautiful laying out right here in front of us and the beer does too I'm going to give this motherfucker a 9.5 because it's supposed to be an imperial special bitter. Uh, I can't say that I've had a bitter, but I know what DBA is. I know what a double barrel ale is, and this is fucking double barrel ale on fucking steroids. Jesus. It's beautiful. So for me, a 9.5. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a 9 for me. <clears throat> This is great. I really wish it rounded off more given the age. Uh, but the ABV is fucking great. The color is fucking amazing on, on this. That burnt sugar car- caramel look to it. it. It's fucking beautiful. Wow. The spirit is alive in this one. Testify, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, I got in trouble once at work. Okay. <clears throat> uh, we had this like Christmas party thing, and they gave us dinner and like 
we're sitting around the table and everyone's like, hey, let's say grace before we eat. Mm. I was like, thank you, Lord Jesus, <laughs> for this beautiful meal we're about to eat here today. <laughs> and yeah, you're saying grace. Yeah, I was around people that I thought I could joke around with. But one of the guys there was just like, don't make fun of Jesus. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I'm not making fun of Jesus, dude. I'm making fun of those fucking reverends. Like, <laughs> like, I'm making fun of black people. <laughs> <laughs> Testify, brother. We are going to have this beautiful meal and bless this chicken that gave his life for us to have these nutrients. We battered it and fried it, covered it in gravy. Got some waffles on the side. <laughs> and some colored greens. This <laughs> is <laughs> so fucking pissed off. I was like, oh shit, I'm at work. I forgot I can't do this. Yeah. I can't make fun of religion nor black people here. No, no, no. Yeah. It doesn't fly. Doesn't no. fly well. <laughs> no. Professional environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. 9.5 for me. Firestone Walker double DBA. Nine for me. Beautiful. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, 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 what? Sweet. 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 Dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) So. So. It's not race. It's class. Yeah. It's money. Yes. It's not about black or white or brown. It's about green. There you go. There you go. Yes. So let's talk about green. Let's talk about some green. Yeah. I want you to open with that one. We're recording, by the way. Right now? Yes. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh. I thought we had stopped. We did, and then I started when we started going, sweet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So it's not about black or white or brown or yellow or orange or it's- purple. You always got to throw in a bunch of uh, weird colors, too, right? Yeah. Fucking like- <laughs> grimace ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you always got to throw in the weird weird colors, but it's not. It's It's, not. It's classism, and that's what we need to be fucking talking about, and it's not about any of those other colors. It's about green, so let's talk about green. So uh, I have just actually recently entered into the stock market, and I have done so at a very minimal position. You and the rest of the world that's on fucking quarantine. I hope so. I hope so, (laughs) because that means more money for me. <laughs> so um i've had a, a quite an interesting beginning to this um I, i'm not going to disclose what brokerage or um whatever but uh and unless we get sponsorship from them even be- then just just a little bit of a disclosure is we are not in support of any brokerage or stocks that are mentioned here in the wasted content podcast. not at all uh none of the things that we're going to talk about are a suggestion of what you should buy or sell and any buying or selling that you would do if you were trading in the stock market would be your own responsibility. It would be at your own risk. 
you are more than likely going to lose money. None of this is said to be an uh, idea or suggestion as to what you should do in the stock market. Wasted content is only for entertainment value. And any suggestions we make on the podcast should be taken as such. With that being said. <laughs> With that being said. Let's tell these motherfuckers how to get some green. <laughs> get some money, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> how to make it rain at the fucking strip club. Just buy stonks, bro. Just buy stonks. stonks. 100% stonks. YOLO your fucking account into a fucking stunk. Because stonks only go up, motherfucker. That's how you do it. Stonk? What the fuck is a Easy. stonk? A stonk is a stock that only goes up. Ooh, That's a stonk, what bro. What a great fucking buy. Where do I you find one fucking, of those stonks? You got to buy low and sell high, bro. Ooh. Buy stocks that are low and then sell them while they're high, bro. Listen to this financial guru anthropos. That's all there is to Follow, it, Buy low, sell high. That's what it is, yo. So I'm over here fucking... Um, you should be a motivational speaker like most people in our fucking high school. <laughs> talking shit. about financial advice and get on this right now. We got a plan for you, motherfucker. Yeah, no shit. How are your fucking Herbalife pills going, asshole? <laughs> How's your fucking pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fucking pyramid's crumbling, isn't it? <laughs> fucking idiots. Uh either way, um I, I just I, I just thought right now is a good time. I've never actually traded, I've never been into uh into you know trading or stock market or any of the shit. It was just like some fucking background noise that happened sometimes in the morning when I was uh more worried about pouring myself a cup of coffee. So um I just think that right now with like the economic downturn, um, I understand like the basics of it. So I would think that getting into it at a, at a low point would probably um, render a good position overall on the long term. And um, this comes because as I have uh, started to fucking get old and my body hurts and shit when I wake up, um, I started to think about my financial future and wow you are getting old i know it sucks bro because i'm scared i'm fucking scared shitless mm -hmm. so i need to i need to find a way to um effectively um fucking accumulate a, a, a small wealth right and i think that i think that it's a good move and i also understand there's a lot that goes into it but um, you, you, you're you're in the stock market right now. I am. You've been doing this. For a while. How many years have you been in? I want to say about eight. That's insane. Is it? That's incredible. I think around the time I was getting into it, I was also trying to get everyone else into it, including yourself. Yeah. And I was just dismissed as a fucking lunatic because it almost sounds like a pyramid scheme when you're trying to sell it to your friends kind of because you're also like mildly hyping it up so that the stock goes a little bit higher so that you make more money that too, too. <laughs> and also it's just like who are you who's this dumb motherfucker talking about financial oh, right, freedom right oh yeah. fuck we got steve oh, jobs over whoa. here <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh what's his face the fucking zuckerberg we got zuckerberg yeah. over here <laughs> watch out oh he's buying stocks everybody <laughs> <laughs> fucking a dude for sure i want to go back and slap myself but at the same rate dude um it, it's it's not really about any of any position that i held other than my financial position um i've uh finally fucking gotten to a point where i feel 
economically responsible and stable. Right. And it, it's an incredible thing. But also, I I understand that I need to plan for the future. And um, that's where I see this as a potential, um, you know, a potential fucking uh, outlet to make it happen. There's dumber people than you making a lot of money on the stock market. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure of it. Money there just for the fucking taking. You just, you have to be a little ballsy and a little. I would say a lot of ballsy, bro. Yeah. You're yeah. playing with your fucking fixed income. Yeah. Yeah. It takes some fucking fortitude on your side to actually commit to buying and selling stocks because you will lose. It's not if you're going to lose money, you will lose at some point. But of course, hopefully the wins offset part of it. the losses. Right. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, Even if you're doing it right. Yes. There, There's a lot of fucking traps you can fall into. You can get a little greedy and lose a lot of fucking money. But that's part of the fucking game, dude. It, and it, it truly is a fucking game. You're just fucking gambling on a fucking whim on uh fucking rumors on whatever the fuck it is for sure hype <clears throat> psychology <throat> um you got to just pay attention to what the fuck's going on and yeah. and kind of guess at how everybody else is going to react to it and uh, it's 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 awesome and i'll have you know that i had a hour-long conversation with our friend anakin about it oh no shit because he was telling me to get on this brokerage platform about six to eight months ago right and again i wasn't financially in the position where i would seriously consider doing it yeah um so it didn't matter to me but now that i am i reached out to him and i said i really wish i would have um listened to you six eight months ago and he called me immediately and we had an hour-long conversation about how it's changed our lives and it sounds a little bit ridiculous but over the, the over the course of the past three weeks, <clears throat> there's something in me that's telling me that every dollar I spend is another dollar that I have not invested. Right. And um, it, it's crazy. It's weird because it just happened over the course of the past three weeks. And it's something that I've never fucking considered ever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, we do come from a background of impoverished people with impoverished thinking absolutely um we don't know about this shit we don't and there's 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 this like sense of fucking intimidation stepping into this fucking field right where it's mostly uh, white people um but it's not that complicated it's not as scary as people say it is yeah you might lose some money whatever just keep fucking working your fucking day job right right that's what i'm saying that takes the fucking big balls is you're you're fucking gambling your your fixed income yeah um you know just to be straightforward with you we're talking about the stimulus check and i'm saying i feel a little guilty because there's other people that might need it more than i do and um i'll just have you know i fucking just put that into a brokerage account for the first time in my life yeah and um right now i'm currently up 30 percent or 25 percent let's call it 29 percent and um, it's been a, an incredible eye-opening experience because I actually uh, finally get an insight into the way that money makes the world go round. 
Right. It's an incredible <clears throat> revelation. And the best part about it is you stand to make money out of out of this. Out of this fucking um <laughs> this fucking this fucking Frankenstein of a of a, a like economical um structure. Right. You know, you stand to make money off of this. Yeah, it's fucking liberating is what it fucking is. It's it's putting your fucking future in your fucking hands. Not some fucking bullshit as money market account that fucking Bank of America offers you at 0.001% interest rate. Yeah. You're going to fucking get two cents out of every fucking dollar thousand that dollar that you put in. <laughs> or like some motherfuckers named uh, something trustworthy like right. Fidelity. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can really trust that they're going to fucking take the cream off of that hey, motherfucker. As long as their bill. logo is blue, you're going to fucking trust it. <laughs> they're going to take the cream off of that motherfucker. And um, it is. It really is taking your future into your own hands for good or bad. And um, ultimately, you don't have anybody else to blame but yourself. Yep. Or you have nobody else to take credit for it. Yeah. Or just keep feeding, keep feeding your money to the social security system. That's not going to fucking be there when you, you finally reach the age where you fucking need your fucking social, social security check. Keep doing that. That's fucking safe. Right. Keep feeding money to your fucking 401k that's going to fucking deplete as soon as the market fucking crashes. Keep doing that. You'll be there's, fucking safe. There's a few people that I've heard recently that are talking about their losses yep. in their 401ks. It's fucking devastating. Isn't it? There's people that are fucking retiring right now as we speak. and At a fucking loss. At a loss, for sure. <laughs> they yeah. fucking banked 40 years of fucking slave labor hoping that this 401k is gonna fucking pay off when they fucking retire at least bro 40 years at least and it plummets because it's out of your it's out of your fucking control it's out of your fucking hands you you just gave your money to someone who fucking managed it and they're making the most out of it right you're getting fucking cents on the fucking dollar every time that profits yeah like motherfucker if you're putting money into this brokerage account um, I'd say like put all your stocks in that motherfucker too, put a hundred percent there yep. because if you trust them with managing your money enough, you should be able to give a hundred percent into their fucking stock. Fuck it. Either way, um, I'm gonna tell you a little story of a really cool experience that I've had recently with trading, and um, I've been mildly, and I mean mildly, like fucking, um, what's that fool's name? That's warm, Luke. My, my fucking uh <laughs> my success has been as warm as luke gotcha and i'm i'm around let's call it between 25 and 30 percent from my initial start i'm loving it i'm uh, fucking mcdonald's right there i'm fucking I'm, I'm 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 hooked i love the dynamic i love watching it happen live and my strategy uh as of late or I mean, as of late, like I've been doing this shit for a long time. Um, my strategy has been to take small profits here and there and here and there. And that has been successful for me. Now, there's a lot of stocks out there that get a bunch mm -hmm. of hype. And these are called pump and dumps. Yes. They're, they're very common and they have that, they hold that stigma. 
So against all fucking, you know, internet's recommendations, I bought a lot of shares. I want to say probably about 25%, 25% of my account went into um, this stock. So I just went balls to the wall on it. And what happened was I bought it as soon as market opened or pre-market, 30 minutes before the market opened, I bought it. And within the same day, I had made like a 90% profit on it. Ooh. And it was incredible. And I was at the fucking, I, I just, I can't remember the last time I've been that happy. <laughs> and I saw it, I saw it continue to grow. Like in my head, I just saw that it was just going to like double and triple and quadruple and quintuple. And it was exhilarating. So I held it. And then it tanked. Ouch. It fucking tanked. <clears throat> I was worried about the fucking impact to my fucking tax bracket. Okay, already. I was considering how the fuck am I going to explain this to the IRS? <laughs> <laughs> How's this poor schmuck making this much money? Exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, I've never... I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I just, like, push I buttons... I don't know. <laughs> Dude. Here, yeah. here's 60% of it. I'm sure the IRS is fucking <laughs> greatly concerned with your $200 you made on fucking stocks. Right, right. Here's, here's it's going to change your tax bracket. <laughs> Dude, get off my case. Here's 60% of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So, um, it tanked. It tanked, and then I went at a loss. It, it dipped lower than my position. It dipped lower than where I bought. Ouch. And I was losing money. And uh, it was devastating. And the next day, it kind of dwindled upwards towards exactly my position. And I got off the roller coaster. And I learned many valuable lessons. It was a wonderful lesson. I ran the gamut of all emotions you could experience with the stock. Mm-hmm. You had already mentally bought your Lamborghini, right? Absolutely. Yep. And it already had the fucking name of the stock, the ticker name, <laughs> on the license plate. It was already <laughs> happening. <laughs> they're gonna get up. They're gonna get bought out by Microsoft. Oh shit! Just so everyone knows, this is MVIS. This is Microvision, and you'll know them because they have a few things that they work with Microsoft with. But the hype was that it was they were gonna get bought out. And it might happen still. It still might happen, but you know what? It didn't. It didn't. And my fucking um my my initial bet for that shit didn't pan out and I broke even. I I got six dollars off of that trade, actually. Oh, that's I'm a fucking still fucking plus. winning, right? Penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> I'm still winning. Mm -hmm. I could have been up so much more though. And the lesson that I learned is number one, get your fucking profit and run. Run, 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 run as fast as you can. Quit while Don't. you're on top. Yes, absolutely. Don't be greedy. Hasn't Vegas already taught us this lesson? It, it It's tried to. It's really tried to. You know, the, hitting those fucking craps tables? <laughs> right. While they're fucking like but just then, flooding you with champagne? Yeah, but then again, you just you just think about how much more of you course. could be making. Yeah. There's so much more money. What if I hit? Yeah. 45 to 1 odds. <laughs> ah, fuck it. It's house money. It's house money. <laughs> no, it's profits. Take it and run as fast as you can. Don't be greedy. Um, another thing that I learned is 
um, get in at the rice at the right price point because otherwise you're going to be stuck holding bags that are really heavy. And in my case, I got in at a, a, a reasonable price point. And when it dipped, I was down, but I wasn't down as much as a lot of fucking people, a lot of them. And then I was able to get off the roller coaster just above my price point, my position. Yeah. There's a lot of people that that shit's half of their position. Uh, Yeah, I imagine so, because I was watching that same stock on your recommendation. Yeah. Um, And I think Monday morning it opened up at like 85 cents or some shit like that. I bought it at 75 beautiful um i think i saw it around eight o'clock in the morning and it was already at 85 cents yeah and uh <clears throat> i was contemplating buying it and i was just like i'm gonna see where this goes yeah i saw it go up to a dollar sixty a dollar a dollar fifty right. that's I was right. like oh fuck i <laughs> fucked up you missed it and then immediately went boom, boom. boom. i was like <laughs> glad i didn't buy in i'm pissed that i didn't buy in at the right time and right. sell Right, but also I'm glad I didn't buy at the dollar fifty mark because I was yep. still contemplating it. I was like, there, there's still a possibility, and I was on the same boat oh, yeah. that you are. Yeah, it's because it's gonna go up to five bucks. It's yeah, gonna go exactly. up to five bucks. Exactly, it's gonna go up to five bucks. And yep. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. I'll, I'll just put fucking five hundred dollars down. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'll just put five hundred dollars down and then like fucking quadruple my money and then just fucking bail out. And then like, <laughs> right. And I saw it plummet. I was like, oh my god, thank you. Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will tell you this. I've had one major loss. Uh, it happened on uh, Friday morning, mm-hmm. and I bought a stock in pre-market. Um, as soon as market opened, I bought it. And as soon as I bought it, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. As soon as I bought it, as soon as my order was fulfilled, the stock dropped probably like 25%. Yeah, same here. Just like that. Yeah, I've, then, had, I've had that happen. And I was like, dude, no, why? <laughs> why, why? Why, why, why couldn't I have been jacking off? <laughs> and then, like, just, I missed that by a few seconds because that's how long it takes me to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, I had the same thing happen with Uber. No shit. It hit an IPO, and yeah. I bought it as soon as it hit IPO because... I had this fucking fear of loss, fear of loss of profits. Yeah. You know, the same thing. FOMO. Happened. Fucking FOMO. Yes. <laughs> um, Facebook hit an IPO years ago and it was at $11 a fucking share. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking put $500 down into this fucking IPO. Yeah. And I hesitated. I didn't do it because I was like, social media is going to go wayside of fucking MySpace and something new is going to fucking take over. Yeah. Facebook stock is worth $212 right now. At some point, it was close to $300. Yeah. If I would have put $500 down, I would have been fucking... <laughs> Same thing with AMD. $0.11 cents a share. Yeah. Uh, Back in October. Yeah. This past year. Right now, it's worth $52 a share. Motherfuck. Yes. That's insane. And I was told ahead of time, buy it, dude buy it it's 11 cents a share oh my god how much can you lose <laughs> like, right uh, i'm like uh, buy like 100 shares right <laughs> 52 bucks 52 dollars dude you're like a thousand there i know <laughs> in my head but anyway i tried not to focus on this like bullshit like fuck it's just 
buy and sell, buy a low, sell a little bit higher. Profit is profit. Doesn't matter. Don't fucking get greedy. Yeah. Don't fucking fixate on the fucking potential money you would have made if you would have bought this fucking stock and held on to it and held yeah. on to it. So Uber, I bought Uber at their IPO and then fucking it dropped ten bucks immediately. Within Ow. within a week, it was down fucking twelve dollars. Oof. And uh, whatever, I'm holding on to it just because the market is down and all that bullshit. <clears throat> But it doesn't matter. Like you're gonna fucking lose. You're gonna lose money regardless. It's fu- you're gambling. That's part of the fucking deal. Exactly. You're gambling. But the the idea is to offset the fucking losses with great fucking wins. Right. And you're taking your own fucking future into your own fucking hands. You're not like putting it in the hands of someone else who calls themselves a fucking professional. You know what fucking professionalism is? It's fucking sitting in a fucking cubicle all day and fucking pretending to work while you're on fucking YouTube on your fucking phone listening to some fucking podcast about financial fucking security. That's what fucking professionalism is. Stop fucking putting your hands in your fucking financial future in the hands of somebody fucking else. Do it your fucking self. Fuck. I love it, brother. I love it. I think we can absolutely end it on that fucking high note right there. Jesus Christ, fine. <laughs> and um, I think that's a really good message for everyone right now. Um, please be aware of what our economy is doing. <laughs> be aware of how you can take advantage of it. Yeah. Be aware of exactly how it's possible for you to um, be part of those fucking, just get a get a glimpse of that yacht. Just get a glimpse of it. Yeah, dude, stop being fucking scared of investing some money in your fucking self. You're fucking sitting in an office wasting away, hoping for a fucking 20 cent increase next year. That's fucking stupid. You're fucking losing money at that point. What is your fucking time worth? No shit. Um, another note to everyone. Uh, very quickly, have I, have I talked about the antibodies? No, no, I don't no, believe yeah. I have. No, go ahead. Very quickly. Invest um, in antibody treatments. <laughs> for sure. Definitely do that. Therapeutics and uh, vaccines. Absolutely do that. Um, but uh, very quickly, there's preliminary, preliminary tests for New York and for California. There's preliminary data. And um, just to cut right to it, California right now is about 4% of our population shows antibodies yeah these are people that uh contracted the virus and got over it and had no fucking idea the vast majority of them had no fucking symptoms they just found out that hey they survived it um a place like new york and everybody obviously watched the news cycles that were happening at the peak of this for new york uh, those people have anywhere between 25 to 30% in their population showing antibodies. And the only thing that that means is that we haven't, in California, have not gotten our wave, our um, surge. And with the talks of everything opening up and going back to normal and going back to Black Lives Matter, I want you guys to be conscious about everything that you've been doing that's kept you safe to this point, right? Um, Wash your fucking goddamn hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude, tinfoil hat time? Tinfoil hat time. Um, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan this past week. I saw that. 
and he's talking about the, st- the statistics of the coronavirus and how the numbers are showing the people who are dying from the coronavirus. The average age of the people dying from the coronavirus is higher than the average age of the people who just die. I'm sorry, once again. The average age for a life expectancy yeah. is lower than the average age of the people dying from the coronavirus. Okay. So it's only affecting the elderly, technically, and people who've already passed the average expectancy. So when you're talking about 4% and we're going to hit a surge, oh my God, it's hard to want to take care of myself (laughs) hard to like really give a shit about these fucking numbers because it really isn't it's affecting frail people yeah you know um i think that's an argument that has already been dismissed um veritably uh because it, it would be nice if it only affected you but you come into contact with other people and you come into contact with loved ones sure but you you do that on a daily basis anyway. Is it, despite the, the whole point, aside from the coronavirus, you yeah, do this anyway. There, the there's point. a lot of things that can affect these other people, and the, not like the, this though. The numbers of death are already skewed because any death that occurs currently is being attributed to the coronavirus. So whether I'm sorry, any death that's happening is being attributed to coronavirus. Yes, if you die of a heart attack now and you test positive for fucking the antibodies or where the fuck it is, they don't say cause of death was a heart attack they say oh cause he got a heart attack because of the coronavirus okay and it's not really co- whether it be correlated or not it's not true the numbers are false they're fucking falsifying numbers because every time you falsify a number if you have a coronavirus treatment in your hospital you're getting a certain amount of money if you put them on a respirator you're getting way more money per fucking person that is that test positive per person that's test being tested and put on a respirator even if they don't need to be or not so it's purely economical on a fucking hospital basis a lot of hospitals are closing down because they aren't financially viable because there aren't enough people visiting these hospitals but if you're treating coronavirus patients you're getting money from the government for treating coronavirus patients if they're put on a respirator you're getting seventy thousand per patient it's ridiculous ridiculous money so all these numbers are being skewed. These fucking deaths, the actual deaths of people, the average rate of the death of people from the coronavirus is higher than the average life expectancy age. Okay. I mean, with, with all of that being said, yes, um, I would still say we don't know enough about this to not attribute uh, cardiac arrest to it. Uh, like we're- Someone with a pre-existing heart condition? Okay. Like we don't has know a heart that, attack. Yeah, but we don't know if that exacerbated that already pre-existing condition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just a lot of things that we don't know about this right now. Mm-hmm. And we just know that it's highly contagious and people are dying. And some people don't fucking see or see any symptoms. We know that. Yeah. But at the very same rate, we just don't know enough about it right now. It's so fucking new that um, uh, quite obviously we don't have any way to fucking defend against it yet. With the fucking greatest minds working together 24-7, I fucking presume we still don't have a way and we won't have a way for months to come. And um, I I would say that there's still a lot of things that we could learn about this that 
are gonna change and um i mean fucking hold 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 tight until then sure but we know enough about it now than what we did three months ago and the death rate of people the the contamination rate of people isn't high enough to justify the shutdown of the economy nor anything else for that matter you want to fucking quarantine I, I people guess. quarantine people that are affected not this fucking bullshit of shutting down I guess. everything i guess i don't know i guess I, I would say that we'd like uh we differ on that opinion okay yeah that definitely that makes a good argument um <laughs> that's it that's it yeah well i don't know there's more to it than just like hey people are dying it's contagious i get that i I get the i get the fear in that but it it just seems to be propelled by more fear and perpetuated by more fear and you have all the news media selling you fear you have uh all the fucking talk show hosts standing on a soapbox of what we should have done yeah and it's creating a, a fucking argument that is not really relevant who cares what we should have done? We did this. It's already done. We went into quarantine. The numbers are kind of like stagnant. Uh, let's figure out what the fuck we can do now. They've plateaued. Exactly. They haven't dipped. They've plateaued. Stagnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're, they're steady. They're staying still. They're not going up. They're not going down. Let's figure out what the fuck we can do now. Do we keep the fucking economy shut down? Do we risk losing more fucking small businesses? Do we risk losing a lot of fucking people's fucking mental fucking health to this people stuck at home now no one's worried about mental health people are going fucking crazy beating up their fucking wives and fucking um, that was happening anyway yeah but there's more news on it now so it's more important because uh, <laughs> now it's happening white with, with white people yeah, now it's affecting white people dude <laughs> i don't know there it's 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 really hard to say it's really hard to say anything on it, really. That's not substantial. That is substantial. Um, fuck. I don't know. There's a lot of different voices saying a lot of different things. And it's just a matter of who you trust and what what do they benefit from what they're saying financially so news is gonna fucking benefit from fear uh the government is gonna benefit from keeping you in your house but the economy's fucking fucking up the worldwide economy we're fucking set for a fucking recession anytime fucking soon we're set for a depression yes we are in a recession we are set for a depression and that will be coming soon yes coming at ya so do we mitigate that by opening up the economy again and letting people fucking work and assessing their own fucking risk let fucking tell them wash their fucking hands wear a fucking mask when you go out in fucking public if you're fucking working but work you're you're impeding on our own fucking rights you're you're creating a fucking state of fucking tyranny really dude get over to fucking huntington beach bro no i said that as a Get the, a the whole, to that whole like Beach. That, that's all bullshit. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> it, it's not tyranny yet, but we're inching towards it every fucking day. That's the fucking problem. There, right. yeah, all right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <sighs> fuck it. Uh, what's the message we're delivering tonight? Uh, I thought we were gonna end at professionalism is YouTube 
at the workspace. But this yeah. works too. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, wash your goddamn hands. Wash your goddamn hands. Everybody keep washing your fucking hands. Yeah. Everybody stay the fuck home. Doesn't matter if everything's fucking opening. Just order online. Just wear your mask. Wear, like, fucking wash your goddamn hands. That's it. Yeah. But still. I'm not opposed to wear, washing your hands and, like, wearing masks. Just still do, do that. Do it on a daily basis. Do it after this is all over. Yep. Probably a fucking good idea. I don't want your fucking germs. <laughs> For sure. I don't want you fucking sneezing in fucking public. I don't know where you've been. I don't want you fucking farting in a fucking public <laughs> restaurant with fucking shit particles in the air. <laughs> Put a fucking mask over your anus. <laughs> they should have invented those already. Are those diapers? I think so. <laughs> this is stupid. There it is. It's in on that. Okay. Everybody wear a fucking diaper. <laughs> Over your mouth and over your asshole. <laughs> Everybody needs to start wearing fucking diapers over their mouths. For all that yeah. shit they're fucking spewing from their fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank you for listening into oh, Wasted Content, episode 42. I am Anthropos. And I am Ozzy Man. See you guys next week. Peace.